0: So if you will turn to your, into your Bibles, Acts 2. Lord, I just ask that you help us to retain this knowledge, Lord God, that you help us to implement this knowledge in our daily walk and as a church, Lord, so that we can grow your kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll give him a minute to get the slides pushed up. There we go. Acts 2. Verses 41 through 47. So, Acts 41. So those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared their money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day... The Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So the reason we're here in the scripture today is, as I'm going to school, working towards getting my license as an AG pastor, one of the books is called A Spirit-Empowered Church and an Acts 2 Journey. So what these philosophers and these teachers did is they went back to Acts 2 and they said, this is where the church began, and this is how they grew the church. This is how they built the church, and that's what they've taught me, and I'm going to teach that to you this morning, because this is going to be our model going forward. It's biblical, and this is how we're going to grow the church, and I'm just kind of giving you guys a highlight of it. There's so much more meat to it, but we don't, you know, I don't think you guys want to stay here till four, because I could probably, this, I could get this book out, and we could we could go till four, no problem. So... So part of it, so the first part of building the church is to connect. Okay? Got to connect. Waiting on the slides to, they got to travel. The message has to travel from the computer down the cord. There we go. He's catching up with us here. We read that. We're on to connect on. So there we go got the definition of it. There we go. So the definition of connect is bring together or into contact so that a real or notional link is established. And that's that's connect as a verb. Another definition of connect is join together so as to provide access and communication. The third definition is to link to a power supply. Okay, so what does this mean? Well, we're, 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 we're stronger when we're together, right? Okay. So as we go out here into this block party and people are coming in, we want to connect with those people and, and we, want to be, we want to make them feel welcome. We want to, we want to be able to, to know what their needs are and we want to be able to meet those needs if possible and we want to be able to pray for them and we want them to feel just welcome. We want people to know that this body of people right here is here to help them. We are a lighthouse and we want to encourage and offer them hope. So... As we connect with each other, we become stronger because, you know, I might not, I might get a call during the week and I might not be able to meet that need. But if I can say, hey, Sean, or, hey Dean, hey, Pete, hey, Dad, Dennis, whoever I can call, when we're together, we're stronger when we're connected. Because we keep each other accountable. And then we know we know each other's strengths. We know each other's weaknesses. So we got to be connected as as a group, and we do that through fellowship, and we're doing that as a church. We are connecting, okay? Is, is fellowship and connecting, does that make sense to everybody with what I'm trying to say? So we connect, and as we bring new people in, we connect with them. We need to know their kids' names. We need to know where their kids go to school. We need to know what they do for a living. We need to know what their desires are, what their goals are, what their hardships are, because we're here to help. If, one, if just one person's paddle on the boat, the boat's just going to go in a circle, but if we all got our oars in and we're connected and we're paddling together, we're going to move forward and we can make the ship go any direction we want and at any speed that we want. So what I found interesting about these, um, about these definitions was not only are we going to get strong together and make a link that can't be broken or that's harder to break broken where people just want to not mess with it because we're strong as we connect is that we provide access and communication. So as we connect, what are we offering them? We're communicating the good news. We're communicating the good news of the gospel to them, okay? And we're also giving them information of resources where their lives can be better, whether it's the diaper pantry, whether it's we send them to to get some rental assistance or some utility assistance, or or we direct them to, like, a food pantry, whatever that might be. The more we connect, the more we can communicate, okay? And then to link to a power supply, I thought this was really cool, at the end of the day, and that is that. We're here to get we're here to get hooked up to the Holy Spirit. That's where we get our power from, and so there's going to be a lot of connecting at this block party. And when you go back to Acts two and forty two, all the believers devoted themselves to fellowship, to apostles to teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's supper and to prayer. So they were connected. And they were connecting with everybody that they encountered every single day. Go to the slide of grow. You hear me, Don? We're going to grow. So grow. The definition of grow. This is the next thing we're supposed to do. We connect. Then we're going to grow. The definition of grow, undergo natural development... By increasing in size and changing physically, progress to maturity to become larger or greater over a period of time to increase. So I'm going to read that again. Undergo natural development by increasing in size and changing phys- physically, progress to maturity. So we need to grow. We need to grow physically. We need to become physically stronger we can do more. We need to be mentally stronger so that the things of this world don't get us. And we need to be spiritually stronger. And we need to grow into the maturity that Christ has, has, offered, has, has offered for us to have if we're just willing to be obedient and get in his word. And so we're all going to grow together. Here's the thing that's really exciting is we are all on this journey together. This is called the Acts 2 journey. Okay? And this is what all the disciples went and they did. They lived their life with Jesus and they all grew together. But what's exciting about all of us here is we're all getting to watch each other grow. We get to see each other with the highs, the lows, the successes, the failures, and we're right there. But guess what? Even when one of us fails, if we're connected, we're right there to pick the other person up and say, come on, let's keep on going. We keep on going. As long as our feet are moving, we're going to keep on trucking, right? So we're going to grow. And I personally, I want all of us to grow together, to change physically, spiritually, and mentally together as a church, as a body of believers. And as people come into the church, we're going to connect with them, okay? And then we're going to help them, we're going to help them learn to grow. Some of you might not know how to grow, and that's okay, because that's what we're here for. The teachers and the leadership are here to teach you how to grow spiritually. We're here to guide you. And how do we grow? It's called discipleship, okay? So I'm just going to keep pounding this in your head. We got connect, which is the same as fellowship. That's how we connect is by fellowship. How do we grow as a church? Through discipleship. And what does discipleship look like? Monday night Bible study, Tuesday night Bible study, Wednesday night church, Thursday night Bible study, Sunday morning Sunday school, Sunday morning service, Sunday night prayer, Small group, discipleship, teaching, and that's a two-way streak. The people who are the teachers, they got to be putting in the work. they got to be putting in the work, putting in the knowledge. And then if you're wanting to be discipled, you got to have an open and a willing heart and submit to that authority to learn and take it in. And that's how it works. It's relationships, and it's give or take. So we grow through discipleship. And again, if you come back to this, this part of scriptures, it just talks about it. The, the believers devoted themselves to the apostles, teaching and to fellowship and sharing their meals. Next part is serve. We're going to go to serve. So, the definition of serve is to perform duties or services for another person or an organization, or more simple definition present food or drink to someone. And it doesn't matter how simple the gesture is. Just being willing to serve somebody else and doing it with the right heart posture of just a posture of, hey, I love you and I care about you as a human and I care about you as a, as a north side of Springfield, you know, like just whatever they might be. And we might have some people from the south side that show up. We might have some people from Willard, Republic. I have no idea what's going to happen. I think we have people from out of state. I mean, who knows? Who knows what will happen and it's okay. Um, so to serve... Is to do something for somebody else, okay? And we serve each others, we serve each other, believers and the unbelievers, and there's many ways to serve. Serve in the church, and there's there's just so many opportunities. You could be preaching, you could be teaching, you could be a greeter, you could be security, van pickup, you could be cooking, you could be cleaning, you could just be an encourager, you could be a person who texts, texts people. You could be that person that, like, hey, we need somebody who, when people aren't here, we need somebody to text them and say, hey, we missed you. Is everything okay? There's an opportunity to serve. I, I know I know, I love it when someone checks in on me to say, hey, Nathan, how are you? What's up? I love it. Because I take that as somebody's thinking about me. And they're saying, hey, are you okay? You know what's going on? No, she didn't seem happy the other day or whatever. I love it when someone checks on me. So there's so many ways to serve, okay? And serve... Serve correlates to um, ministry. That's what ministry is all about. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You have your own ministry. Uh, some, of you, you, some of you guys have your own specific thing that you're doing, and that's great because you're serving the community. You're serving the community. You're serving your, the, greater, the greater good, and, and that's exactly what Jesus and the apostles and the disciples did. They went around and they served, and they did it nonstop and they were tired, but that's how we grow. So again, we connect by hanging out together and eating and getting to know each other. We connect, and then we grow through discipleship, and then we serve together. And again, that's what we're going to do. We're going to connect with the people who are coming in. We're going to connect with each other. We're then going to anybody who comes into the flock. We're going to get opportunities to grow, but what's going to happen is all of, all of you that are coming down to participate, you guys are going to grow for sure. This is part of discipleship. You're going to get opportunities to pray with people. You're going to make friendships, and you're going to get to to disciple somebody. It's going to be awesome, and you're going to get excited. You're going to want more of it. And we're going to all serve together. Some of us are going to watch the kids on the bounce houses, and some of us are going to serve food, and some of us are going to do the baptism. Some of us are going to sing, and who knows? Some of us are going to face paint. And I don't even know what else is going to happen. It's just going to be like poof. Like, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. The next component to this is go. You got to go. I got to go. Dennis got to go right now. (laughs) Uh, you You walked right into that one. You walked right into that one. But you know what? That man right there, he's good at going and evangelizing. And he's good at going and telling people about Jesus. He's really good at it. So, to go is to move from one place to another to travel or to leave or depart. So, this is great that we have this time together to come in here and worship and, and, and ask Jesus to help us and to surrender and to pray. But if we're not going out into the highways and the byways and, and not telling people about Jesus, then we're, it doesn't, it's irrelevant. We have to go out and go so that's the definition of go. And that's what we're doing. We're going out there. We've already been out up and down the streets. And guess what? We're going to do it again on Saturday. If we're sitting here and stuff's set up and people are here, we're going to go again. And we're going to urge and compel them to come fellowship with us. We're going to say, hey, come get a come get a sandwich. Come get some free stuff. Come hear some music. You know? Get out of your house. You know, get out of your bubble and come be around some people. So go is to evangelize. Okay, we're all evangelists. Some of us might be better than others. The old boy last night. Anybody know who David Hogan is? Not his name. Does anybody know who he is? anybody ever seen him preach? He is just some hillbilly from the swamps of Louisiana. That God. He said God radically. God radically filled him with the Holy Spirit. And he didn't walk, talk, or eat for three days. And from that point on, he started going into third world countries. And get, he said he's been arrested, shot five times, stabbed, beat, put in prison, all trying to just go up into places where they didn't want him, whether it was Muslims or people who had never heard of the gospel. And he, he did whatever he had to do to go pray for the lepers and lay hands on them. And, and he, he, he shared the story about the first time they prayed for someone, he prayed for somebody that was dead. And they rose, they came to life. And so, he's, that's his ministry. That's what he's doing. And it, his, it was pretty simple. He's like, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Jesus is king. That's right. So, we're all going to go out there and there and there and there. And we've already been doing it. And guess what? If you didn't do it, you still got a whole week to invite somebody. And that's what's going to make it successful. If each one of you... I know I sound like a broken record, but if each one of you go invites one person or one family and you make sure, don't take no for an answer. Say, come on, I'll come pick you up. Let's go. All right, hey, I need your help. I need you to come do this. Get them here. Do your part. And that's you evangelizing. And that's you serving. And that's you getting them here. It it will, you already know that if you invite somebody to church, you already know they're going to be made to feel welcome here, right? Does everybody feel that? Does everybody feel excited to invite somebody to church to know that your church, your church will make them feel welcome, and your, and your church will make them feel loved, and, and, and where they can be a part of something and where they can um, be ministered to. So everybody, everybody is responsible for the Great Commission, which is found in Matthew 28, 19, which says, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we are going to do some baptizing. So anybody who, um, anybody who wants to be baptized in this cow trough? Pete wants to be baptized. I think anybody else, by a raise of hands, there anybody else want to get baptized? Your son's going to get baptized. Anybody else? You just let us know bring a towel. Um, we'll have some extra towels because we're just going to go ahead and just believe that some other people are going to want to get baptized. So probably bring a change of clothes or whatever you're going to be baptized in because we don't have a here out, out there. It's going to be cold and you're going to get dunked and, and, and get it done. We're going to get her done. Get her done. So we all have that responsibility to um, to be evangelists and to go out and do that. So Track with me here. This is all I want you to do. The meat of it is connect fellowship. Connect and fellowship and uh, grow and disciple, serve, ministry, and um, go and disciple. Or go is to evangelize, my bad, sorry. Go is to evangelize. The last aspect of this is to worship. And the definition of worship is the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for God. Worship is to honor with extravagant love and extreme submission. So in Acts 2, verses 46 and 47, they worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the large supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So guess what? That's what we're going to do. We're going to do all these things together, and we're going to worship. And we got some different people who are coming that are going to sing and that are going to share their gifts with us that the Lord has given them and we're going to just worship Jesus out there, and we're just going to blast, blast it through the airwaves, you know, blast it out the speakers. I don't know what kind of speakers we got, but we're working through that. We got some. They're big, and we'll get them down from the youth room if we have to, and I think we got some hidden in closets and different stuff, so that's that's going to be fun. Um, I mean, it's... In the world, it'd be fun to like run some cords all the way up to Kearney and just like, you know, like talk to Bruce at the car. i like, Can we just? Ant-? I mean, we'd have to guard him, I guess. You know, I mean north side, north side of someone will Someone pull up in their truck and be like, got me some speakers. You know, I mean, I don't think the city would like it too well if I if I drilled if I took a concrete bit and drilled into the sidewalk and put an L an, an angle bracket there. They probably wouldn't like that too well, but. Yeah, right, 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 right. Oh, so anyway, um, so worship is prayer, and prayer is worship. They go hand in hand. But we're gonna we're gonna pray for people in our prayer tent, and we're gonna be very loving. We're not gonna be pushy with people. We're not gonna be aggressive. We just want them to feel warm. We want them to feel welcome, and then we can just. And then we'll slowly just nudge them to what we have to offer. We'll say, "Hey, go over here and check this out. Talk to Sister So and So or Brother So and So. If you need some prayer, we'll just keep guiding them over there. And we're going to let the Holy Spirit do the rest. Because I promise you, folks, the Lord told me, the Lord told me that if we just show up with humble hearts, willing to serve and love on people, He's going to show up and meet us out there just like He's meeting us here every Sunday morning. And so this is the biblical way." To build a church, it's the Acts two journey, and like I said, this is really just a highlight of what of what we want to do as a church and how we build a church. And not only do you use this, if you put that next slide up, the one that's got the. There you go. If 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 you if you're gonna write something down, this is what I want you to write down, and this is what I want you to start learning right here, because not only not only are we doing this as a church and building a church, but if you want to build a business and you want to and you want to. You want to, this is a good way to build a business. Same way. From your employees to the relationships that you're going to have. If you, if you follow this model, your business will be successful. If your kids are bringing in their friends and you follow this model, model where you fellowship with their, their, their kids and their families. And you, and you take opportunity to teach them. And you serve them. Give up your time, whatever it means. Whether it means go pick them up even if you don't want to, or it cuts into your time, it doesn't matter, go serve or go pick them up. If you do this, if you do this, those relationships will grow. So your family will grow, your business will grow, everything will grow if you follow this model. It's biblical. This is how the church grew. This is how it expanded, and this is how it was built. And if the Assemblies of God is willing to teach it, and they're making it part of it, I mean, it's just, I'm giving you just like, A teensy bit of what it is. But this is the meat of it right here. Fellowship and connect, same thing. Discipleship and grow. Ministry and serve. Evangelism, go. Prayer and worship. See, we got a lot of things. This church is doing a lot of things. So, Sean, Sean and Whitney, the youth pastors, went to a football game and they realized, man, we don't got to worry about getting the youth here. We'll go to where the youth are at. And it's a great idea. So we got some... We got some chosen hoodies being made that say chosen. And as soon as you see them, they're going to be awesome. And they say on the back of them, many are called, but few are chosen. And so Sean and Whitney, we're going to start as a group. And, and you guys are invited to go with us Friday night, whether it's either at Hillcrest or Central. We're going to represent Jesus in the youth group. And we're just going to be there and get to know the kids in the neighborhood. And when they say what's going on, then we can say, come on over to Northside. Listen, the... Huh? Well, the Central Central... They do, and their football team, their football team's a little better than Hillcrest football teams. I'm just saying, Hill, Hillcrest, Hillcrest be having like Madden games, like 66 to nothing, and you're just like, wow, like, it's bad. It's, so they need our prayers. They need our encouragement, and they need our prayers, because it's, it's bad, just saying, okay? Well, that's okay, we're going to show up, and we're going to represent Jesus, and, and you know what, Cain, what would happen... What would happen if a miracle, if a documentable miracle happened where somebody, something just did, well, if something happened, then people would just be like, what is going on? And they'd want to know more. Curiosity. Curiosity. Last night when that preacher got done and they were walking through, I don't know what was happening, but they had a lot of elders and people were walking through wanting to get healed or delivered or whatever. And I don't know if this young girl, I don't know if she had some kind of epilepsy. I don't know what it was, but she she was on the ground and she was crying and she was Shaking, and I don't know if she was. I don't know if she was being filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't know if she was being delivered or healed from from that that issue. Her brother, he went down. He came walking down, and he couldn't walk afterwards. So God was moving some stuff. And there were some documentable documentable miracles that happened last night. Okay, so again, the whole point is we're going to get outside the church. That's that's one of the things that the youth groups decided, and you guys are getting excited about it. The uh uh, the Hillcrest soccer team's coming. The whole soccer team's coming on Saturday, cause their coach, cause their coach is a godly man. He's a godly man, and he, he likes the fact that he likes outreach. So he wants his he wants these young men to come serve, and he wants them to have some civic some civic responsibilities. And uh, oh, poor baby. Yeah, it wasn't me that I made her cry Wednesday night, but it wasn't me this morning. So, so there's a lot of ways to get out there and, and go, you know, you guys, you guys are all in charge of, you have the authority at your jobs, at your, at your places of employment to be, you can be assassins, you can be quiet, you don't have to make it a thing, but evangelize where you're going, look for every opportunity to talk about Jesus and and share your personal testimony and invite him. So you guys probably all wondering, you guys all wondering what's going on up here? Anybody curious? So, so I, uh, I have a relationship with the Lowe's up here on the north side. And I've, I've cultivated this relationship over years. I was getting to know the managers and the assistant managers. And they've had a turnover, so I didn't know these new sets of assistant managers. Well, I got to talking with them. And I, I just, in boldness, I asked the new manager. I said, hey, my church is doing this block party. And I'm like, would Lowe's like to sponsor us? And he's like, yeah, and he's like, blah, 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 and he's like, get back with me. So I sent him an email. He never responded. Well, I was like, hmm. So I went up there one day, and this new, the the assistant manager, well, see, I didn't know this, but here is where fellowship and connecting pays off. If you don't talk to people, you can't find out what they're about, who they know, what their vision is. If you don't talk, you won't know. And what is the worst thing that can happen when you ask somebody for something? They say no. That's the worst case scenario. So I got to talking to Dakota up there, and I was wanting to buy these LVLs that they had because they it was a special order, and I knew they had value, but I wanted to get them really cheap. And so I went in there that day, and I was like, today's the day I'm going to buy them. I have my trailer. And they were already sold. The Russians bought them. Seriously. Like, that's what he told me. He said, the Russian brothers bought them. And I said, what's that mean? He's like, the Russians, they're brothers. They build houses. They beat you to the, pump, to the punch. And I said, man. So I get to talking to him. And he told me about that they came from a Taco Bell in Lebanon and he said they way ordered too much material so he told me he had a bunch of lumber that he needed to sell at a discount price. I said let's go look at it so I I purchased it. It was a really good deal I don't want to do with it. Build a cabin something, a garage you know but, but we got wood for a blessing box. We got you covered on the blessing box. We can build a big blessing box um so the point is, getting to talk to Dakota, and I just got to talking to him more, all this stuff right here, this was stuff that they had back on their clearance. So what this means is Lowe's, Lowe's decided to get in the, in the home appliance stuff. So hand mixers, guess what? They didn't sell them. They couldn't sell them. And, and so this all, all this stuff, they couldn't sell their hand mixers and their blenders or their Tommy Bahama $100 coolers that have like another little cooler in them, Okay. Huh? So they're nice. And like like we're hoping the kids don't get hurt, but we're going to blow these up. We're going to blow these up and let the kids just kind of bounce around and uh, we're going to give some of them away. I mean, anybody think their kid would uh would play with that in the backyard? There you go. Well, here, you just go ahead and take one home. You're you're our trial. You let us you get you get Corbin and you. come back there and let us know how the boys like it. So, so, anyway, make a long story make a long story short. I just with with the connection of talking about you guys. I talked about you guys, and I just asked, and they partnered, and um, you know, I got creative, and instead of them, they didn't just they pretty much gave it, but a business sponsored it, and it was purchased for like, I mean, pretty much like ninety five percent off of what the value of it was so it's really exciting because it's just easier for their paperwork that way than to like to try to just be like here's free stuff but i'm pretty excited and i know i know, here's the thing i know when you're getting into a serve mindset when i seen these paper plates and i think weren't you were you with me dean when we wrote all this out i got excited when i saw all these paper plates because i don't know about y'all the paper plates are expensive yeah. and look at that if that don't get you excited that the Lord's going to show up and give us some paper plates and some nice paper plates to eat some sandwiches and to love on people, then I don't know what to tell you. And we got cups, so like, come on. And we've had some, we've had we've had some money come in, and it's going to meet some of the needs. We need a little bit more to really to really kick this thing off the way we want to. Um, we're wanting to buy a couple more tents, a couple more of the little you know, canopy tents from Academy so that everybody has a nice little tent. Um, We have purchased a bunch of shirts. They're really awesome. They're black black with white uh, lettering, and they just say Northside Assembly, and they're clean, and they're nice. And we're excited about them. So um, I think the way... Here's what we're going to do. The way we're going to end this is if Randy would come up and be prepared to, to play something. I think what we do as a church is... We are going to take up an offering. I'm going to set these bowls up here. So we're going to to try to get a little bit more money to, uh, to buy a few more things. I'm just going to set these here. And what I would like everybody to do is as she's playing, if you would come up and give, I'd like everybody to also, whoever would be willing to, I think it's completely appropriate that we sit here and take a little bit of time to pray over this stuff that we're going to be giving away. And we can actually lay hands on it that as we give it away and that these interactions that we have that God will just anoint every gift and he'll anoint every word and every sandwich and that that his will will be, will be done. It's not, about, it's not about us getting any credit. It's not about the church getting any credit. It's about us just getting out and making relationships. So I would just encourage you as you come up to, to make a little donation for us to finish strong. And I would just encourage everybody to just take a moment and say a prayer over this stuff as we go forward. So in Jesus... Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we thank you for the provision that you've given, Lord. We thank you for the the heart, Lord, of outreach, Lord, the heart of, of just wanting to love on your people, Lord. We thank you for everything that you have provided, Lord. We thank you for the food that you're providing, Lord. We thank you for the servants' hearts, Lord God, Lord, and we just pray that you provide everything else that we need, Lord God, Lord, and we just pray that that we're able to be very generous in our giving to this community, Lord God, Lord. And we just pray over every Bible, every blender and every mixer and every gift, Lord God, Lord, that, that it will mean something more than just a monetary gift, Lord, but that the people will receive the love behind it, Lord, and just bless every person here in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So we're just going to take some time to pray a little bit. Feel free to just press in for a little bit. We got time this morning.